Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Well, we hope to see you at Harbor Marine on Tuesday the 27th at 6 p.m. Log on to harbormarine.net, check out more information here to tell us all about it is, uh, well, the guy that's putting this whole show on, the guy that put out the North Sound Marine Expo and a whole lot more, Lauren Bivens, Harbor Marine, joining us this morning. Good morning, Lauren. How are you? Well, good morning, and I've been doing great. I'm Joey. Good to hear you. Good morning, Lauren. So uh, what, what's happening uh, Tuesday evening? Well, Tuesday evening, I'm hoping that you are going to dial people in on all of the, just the, 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 little intricacies of, of how to really catch crab. You know, I'm a, I've been watching you consistently, and I mean consistently, all in crab that are the big heavy ones. I mean, they're full, they're meaty, and while everybody else is, you know, kind of floundering around out there, they're not getting very many, they're not getting their limits, and I think you're going to hear some of those secrets of, you know, water depth, uh, what kind of bait to use, all the different tide and current uh, considerations, uh, location, and, and and then I think one of the big uh, pushes of this whole thing is people understanding what type of pots to use and, and, and what the problems are using some of the lighter weight pots. Yeah, you know, Lauren, I, I say this all the time. It's a lot of work. You load all this gear on your boat. You get your bait. You got lines. You go out there. You set your gear with a goal – of catching a crab dinner. Right. When I see when I see unweighted pots or like like Tom and I talked about earlier, bait that is not armored uh, or or you know, I you see a a crab pot with a like a can of tuna in it or something, right? <laughs> um, look, there's just the little things that Tom and I do that we, consistently we go out there and we get our limits of crab. Um we're with, we're willing to share all of our information all the time. So come down, hang out. Look, every event we've done at Harbor Marine has been so much fun and and the listeners just pour in and and it's great like hanging out with folks and and telling fish stories and just the information flies back and forth. It's a great way to learn. Tom and yeah, I that's learn. The, that's the key. Tom and I learn stuff every time. We'll get there early. We'll probably be there, you know, four thirty, five o'clock at the latest. And and so, but you, you hit the nail on the head. It's the information exchange. Yes. None, none, no one person knows as much as all of us do. And in that sharing that information, you know, you're doing people a solid. But man, we pick up tidbits too, and then you know, and then we pass them on. But all fishing is, and I don't care if it's crabbing, I don't care if it's salmon angling, I don't care if it's how is a summation of little tiny technique points that you stack up on top of each other. In, in and of one may not make a difference, but but when you do everything right, Lauren, you're going to succeed. And that's what's so exciting about Harbor Marine is they have the entire BOMAC crabbing stock. They have the, they have the entire catalog right there at the store. We're going to walk you through things. And, and Bob Buchanan does a great job at innovating and and you know his line coilers, his his bait cages, 
and all this kind of stuff that people kind of don't understand, Lauren. And that's what this is all about is is walking people through your inventory and showing them how that's gonna that's gonna help out their program. Oh, absolutely. And and um Bob has been very gracious and he's given us an extra discount on uh those heavyweight pots and the and the weight kits and so on. So that and so we're gonna have a special just that night only on uh on all of those products that he offers and uh, the big pots and everything. So it, it should be really great. But, uh, you know, I know people are just just waiting to hear all those little simple things. And if everybody just comes away with one little extra idea on how uh, they can be more successful at, at uh, grabbing out here at Puget Sound, I, I think it's worth coming. Oh, without question. Yeah, w- absolutely without question. It's it's just, you know, it makes such a massively huge difference to, you know, your success, but also your enjoyment, you know, of on the water out there as well. You know, and that, and that's and that's, you know, definitely definitely what we're all about is is sharing that information. So so uh, you know, we, and, and again, this is brought to you by Harbor Marine. It's also brought to you by the Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club, right? And and Bomac right. is really standing up and helping us out with this too. So you know, and also you know, the Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club, um, they're putting on the Everett Coho Derby, and Har- Harbor Marine's kind of the center of attention this year on the Everett Waterfront <laughs> with, you know, not just, you know, you harken back to the, to the North Sound Marine Expo, but now the crab and drill here on the 27th, but also uh salmon for soldiers in August. And then the Everett Coho Derby will be taking place at Harbor Marine in, in September, Lauren. So you really got it going on down there. Hey, Lauren, are you going to roll out the red carpet for salmon for soldiers <laughs> yeah. like you did at the North Sound Marine Expo? Well, we'll see. We're, we hope it's not a tripping hazard down there. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, I don't think we'll see that for that event. But <laughs> so I don't. I, it doesn't matter what kind of pot you have, or where your pot is, or how deep it is, or what your floats look like. If you don't have the right kind of bait, and and that's one of the things that, that Joey's coming down to discuss. And 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 we're going to walk through the freezers there at Harbor Marine too, where you know Harbor Marine's the only place I know that that you can stop at and just get everything you need, right? Coffee to crankshafts, and 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 so. Um, by going through the bait, because Joey, you've got some bait items in specific, those, those ground bait, okay. the, 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 they, muff, they, the, they get, the muffins from they hell. Get, they get yeah. called a lot of things, yeah. but, uh, I, so I, I had a message on, um, the business line the other day. I sit down, this, this lady calls, she goes, Hey, it's almost crab season and I need to know where to get your muffins. <laughs> so I, so I call her up, you know, and I sit, I talk to this lady for a half an hour, just about crabbing and, and bait. And she's so excited. They, all they do is crab her and her husband and, and daughters bought a boat. I don't blame them, dude. And all they do is crab. They don't really like to fish. Um, so she's asking, where are they available this year? And I said, Hey, Harbor Marine has them right now. And, and then I told her about, you know, the 27th, come on down. We're going to do a big cramp crab seminar, um, answer all your questions. And she goes, perfect. She goes, we always go and we, we start by just buying 40 of them. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, I love you. That's a case. That's, <laughs> but, a, that's but, a case lot. Yeah. But so, so, you know, that those muffins, as people call them, that's, that's ground mackerel herring. Like we're processing herring right now today. My, my crew will be doing it. All the coals that come out, yep. they get ground up and, and they get turned into those those crab muffins. That bait is kind of like you know Bubba talks about a, a fast fishing bait. Yes, yes. Well, that's that's attracting the crab. It's going to disperse and kind of go out of the pot, right? It's going to have a lot more scent 
and travel more than like a salmon head or a chunk of salmon sure. or, yeah. you know, so you want the, that, that crab muffin that we, we produce and then you want something else in there. You and, you know, you, you and I fill a, one of those bait bags with salmon heads. If, if we're catching salmon, we're saving those guts and we're putting them in there. Or I bring, we sell salmon heads. Yep, backbones, um, the whole bit. So. so we, you know, you want that hanging bait also because it's going to stay in there and continue to work. For sure. The puck's going to get them coming and the, the hanging bait's going to keep them. We're going to pop out of here for a quick break. We'll come back with uh, the Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning Northwest Outdoor Port right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Wild Cash Conservancy takes a double drubbing in court. The orca starving, hatchery hating, dastardly, disreputable Duval dingbats were sent packing this week as the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals reinstated the last commercial troll fishery. More importantly, the three-judge panel also denied the WFC's bid to derail increased hatchery Chinook production for Washington's resident orcas. Two losses for WFC stem from the same court case of 2020 suit against the National Marine Fisheries Service 2019 Southeast Alaska Biological Opinion, authorizing King Salmon and Fisheries there, which are supported by what's known as the Prey Increase Program that now has Washington hatcheries pumping out millions more Chinook to help feed SRKWs with significant benefits to Puget Sound and coastal fishermen. The business model of the WFD is to sue for a cash award, which then funds further anti-hatchery, anti-orca, and anti-fishing frivolous losses. Thankfully, this time around, the Wild Cash Conservancy will have to look elsewhere for their payday. Yeah. It's the first weekend of summer, and anglers now have the opportunity to target Chinook off the entire Washington coast with the, oceaning, with the opening of Marine Area 1 Ilwaco, where John Kaiser is checking in and already has Chinook in the box and Westport Marine Area 2. Chinook opened last weekend in Marine Area 3, La Push, with anglers averaging a half a salmon per rod. Nia Bay, Marine Area 4, reported 630 anglers with 234 Chinook and 43 coho. Ocean salmon anglers will be looking for their share of the coast-wide Chinook quota of 39,000 fish. That's up from last year's quota of 27,000. Ocean salmon seasons are slated to run through September 30th or as long as the hardest harvest quotas hold out. We'll be keeping a sharp eye on that for you. Season details are listed in the Sport Fishing Rules pamphlet and at wdfw.wa.gov. Puget Sound summer crab fishings get underway Saturday, July 1st. Season will be similar to last year. Closures on Tuesdays and Wednesdays here locally. Therefore, crabbing will be closed on the actual July 4 holiday. So get your crab in on the second, first, second, and third. Recreational crabbers, crabbers are reminded to keep their crab pots weighted down to avoid traps moving around and being lost. Here's the crabbing schedule. Green area is 5, 6, 8, and 9. Open July 1st through September 4th, Thursday through Mondays. Area 10 open July 2nd through the 4th, Sundays and Mondays only. Area 11 open July 2nd through August 28th, Sundays and Mondays only. Green area 12 north of AOC open July 1st through September 4th. Thursdays through Mondays. Daily limit throughout Puget Sound's five dungies. Hard shell, hard shell males with a minimum carapace of six and a quarter inches. Puget Sound crabbers are required to record their catch on their catch record card immediately after retaining their crab. Summer seasons for the upcoming fish are also posted on WDFW's crab fishing webpage. Cascade River now open seven days a week for Chinook. The Chinook opportunity on the Cascade just got a big bump as the productive Skagit River tributary is now open every day through July 15th. 
The upper stretch of the Skagit from Rockport to Marble Mount remains open for Chinook, and it's been a it's been very busy with boats, but there are enough Chinooks to keep it productive. Bank anglers and boaters alike are getting into the game with a variety of techniques from back trolling to twitching jigs. If sockeye is more your game, then work from the Memorial Bridge in Mount Vernon to the Dallas Bridge in Concrete, as the bag limit is three sockeye in excess of 12 inches. The soccer fields above Burlington offer great bank access and perfect target water. Sockeye run inside the first current seam and will hit sand shrimp behind spinning glows. Most anglers fish too deep for Skagit sockeye. If you can't see the bottom, it's deep enough. Join us Tuesday, June 27th, 6 p.m. for the Puget Sound Dungeness Crab and Seminar hosted by Harbor Marine, Bomac, and Everett Steelhead and Salmon Club. The Outdoor Line crew will be on hand to run you through every aspect of running crab pots. We'll cover the ropes, floats, cleaning, cooking, and everything. Biggest single aspect to crab success is baiting your pots correctly using a combination of bait cages and bags, which we'll be personally demonstrating and also cover the raised baits products. You'll need to get those crab to walk right into your pots and volunteer for dinner. We'll see you there 6 p.m. Tuesday, June 27th at harbormarine.net. July 1st kicks off Chinook openers at CQ, Port Angeles, and Marine Area 11, Tacoma Vashon Island. Anglers are reminded that Area 11 is open for Chinook fishing Saturday through Wednesdays and closed Thursdays and Fridays. CQ, Marine Area 5, opens from July 1st through August 15th for Hatchery Chinook and Coho. And the Chinook fishery could close sooner if the 3,906 quota is taken. Marine Area 5 is open August 16th through September 30th for Hatchery Mark Coho Fishery. The Eastern Strait of uh, the Eastern Strait of Juan de Fuca is Marine Area 6, open July 1st through August 15th for Mark Chinook and Coho. The Chinook fishery could close earlier if the 7,250 quota, which is up from. 6,050 and 22 is reached. The fishery regulations are not going to get simplified anytime soon, so pick up your copy of, of the WDFW 2023-2024 fishing regulation pamphlet at your ta- local tackle shop. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. Uh, 866-979-3776. Uh, and so we got a text about the old wild cash conservancy nonsense. And 360 texts in, so you're okay with Southeast Alaska trollers catching more than their fair share of our Puget Sound Chinook, which we are paying for. Now, and that's a, that's a, that's a fair question. So, but here's the deal. NGOs or non-governmental organizations should not be managing our hatcheries, okay? And the reason they are is because that NOAA doesn't completely understand the Endangered Species Act with regard to Chinook and can't write a bulletproof biop to, to, to justify fisheries, okay? This is big government and, and, and a concept and the size of a document that defies complete understanding, okay? And they, these guys are not passionate enough to dig deep into this document and really do it right. So this leaves integrityless lawyers to just do nothing but sue the government over fisheries that they care not about and just just for a paycheck okay believe me if the wild cash conservancy is successful in closing down these commercial fisheries they're coming next they're coming after sport fisheries next gang listen and they already have listen i i don't want to see anybody lose their you know way of making a living um those trollers up there in southeast look all these fisheries are based on a quota that obviously yep. they they say there's enough fish for them to have a fishery. 
Let's let them have a fishery. Yeah. Like Tom said, if they can shut them down, look, buddy. We're next. We're next. And we're next. none of us will be on the water. Yeah. And, and so, and again, with regard to hatcheries, do I wish that we didn't need hatcheries? Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd rather have all the habitat, but we're not going to get everybody to move out of all the river valleys in western Washington and and put magically reinstate the old growth and the wonderful streams that we've that we had. So listen, this is what we have. If we close down hatcheries, it's over. It's over, as evidenced by. The, the track of the orca population absolutely mimicking the hatchery production decreases that we've seen over the past decade. Dude, look at the population dynamics, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we don't have the habitat anymore, so we have to have the hatcheries. All right, so dogderby.com, we still need three captains. Please come join us. Take these University of Washington athletes out. It is an amazing experience. You'll have ball. You'll have a ball and and boat skippers. It doesn't cost you anything, and you're going to get dog derby swag. And we're going to hook you up with with bait. So come come join us on July fifteenth. Uh, go to dogderby.com, and uh, you're going to be richly rewarded. Early word from uh, from uh, Waco, uh, John <laughs> Martinez. Excuse John me, Kaiser. John Kaiser. Sorry, yep. has uh, has a dandy uh, Chinook just off the beach. So that that program from North Head on up around the corner to the condos sounds like it's working pretty good uh, there at Owaco already. Westport's more of a challenge, dude. You got to get out, then you got to kind of find them because of that that shelf. You don't have the structure out there, but boy, once you get them, you're on you're on a highway and you're whaling on them. So don't, yeah, don't, I can't, don't I can't wait to, to get off and and uh, reach out to some of my buddies up there and, and try to you know get a report out of them and see what's going on. Um, it, it's, you know, the whole coast is going to be pretty much where you want to yep. be here yep. in the next few weeks. All right. We're going to, we're going to get out of this break because we've got old number 92, uh, Matthew's new uh, boss in the afternoon. Matt's the new Wyman and Bob board up Dave Wyman, who we're going to make in a, into a fisherman. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, and it starts right now with his interview. Dave Wyman, <laughs> Wyman and Bob, joining us next year in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, the Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Well, we are proud to have this next guy in our wheelhouse and on the Peregrine Lodge trip with us. He's uh, familiar to you as the play-by-play voice of your Seattle Seahawks, number 92 in your program, number one in your heart, none other. Then Dave Wyman, the passionate fisherman himself. Captain is, Dave Cap, Wyman. Is it going to be Captain Dave Wyman? Hey, Dave. No, you're, Good you're Captain Tom. What's up? How are you? <laughs> we're, we're, doing, we're still coming down off a of high to Gwai high, man. It was, uh, that was a wonderful trip, and I just can't thank you enough for joining us. Well, it was just, uh, it was just kind of one of those things that kind of changes your life, at least for a little while, because... <laughs> Man, it was just so beautiful, and you know there was it was so much fun, and you know, and really going up there with, you know, spending, uh, you know, four days with Reverend Brock Heward. I mean, it's just you know, you, Maddie, Maddie, and I, and our experiences, which we'll get into. Uh, yeah, it was it was just one of those things that yeah, like you come back feeling different, and uh, and you kind of hope that it, it continues to last. I'm still on the high though. It, and that's exactly the way I describe it too. But you know, I just kind of thank all our listeners that, that came out. And, and you know, there was a very you know a couple special moments. And one of them was it started right off the trip before we even left the airport. You and I go park the cars, and here's 
Nils Peterson and Ronald Swick pre-functioning before they even got on the plane with it with 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 a pile of 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 bush light cans behind the truck oh my gosh and and i mean there were so many classic people on that nils and ronald were, were among them and then of course you had to sign a jersey for ed davis and sue cranky you know it, you had some yeah. of the listeners was, was brock running drills <laughs> i, I <laughs> I believe there was one center snap and one yeah. one one cadence called in there, but just getting oh, yeah. just yeah. getting to meet some of those people there that uh, that listen to your show, listen to this show. It, that 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 was a great part of the trip as well, David. Yeah, it was. I mean, and again, the people the people there at the lodge, first of all, were just fantastic. And and you know, when you go on vacation, to me, that's what makes it. We went to Bali a few years ago, and I was like, "Why are we going to Bali? I don't want to go to Bali." The people were so sweet at the place that we were staying at that it really just made the whole trip and ended up keeping in touch with people. And same thing happened. Um, you know, Matt and I, uh, we kind of wore out the bartender a little bit. Really? Joel, Joel Zedek. Yeah, yeah, that's, we did. And uh, I ended up exchanging numbers with him. I sent him a text. I mean, I'll be in touch with that guy probably the rest of my life. I mean, it, it just, we, we spent a lot of time with him. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, the, the people are what make it. And then, like you said, the guys, uh, everybody else that was on there, uh, on the, the trip with us, especially Nils. Cause, uh, in the very beginning, I thought, man, this guy, we might need to put him on a pitch count as far as <laughs> words go. And, uh, and then the more you get to know that guy, he is just a beauty, man. He was a gem. So, uh, yeah, uh, the, the people really made it. But, you know, and then also, like, uh, our guides, you know, uh, Braden and uh, Steve. And Steve yeah. were just fantastic. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's where you start with that whole thing is just the people. And, and your listeners are great, great people, Tom. And, you know, it just uh, it, that made the whole experience really go. And we haven't even talked about the fishing yet, which was Matthew's favorite part, right, Matt? The thirty king yeah. bite. Yeah, <laughs> sure, that was yeah, great or whatever. So, so Matthew and I fished together on the first day. You fished with with Brock that day, and you guys were in just a steamer of a Chinook bite, and each came back with 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 a couple of kings. Then the next day. You and David, you and Matt decided, you know what, we're going to fish the mid-morning bite. And so, uh, you know, Brock and I headed out that day, and then you guys, um, was it leaving the dock at 9 o'clock? Is, is that, how how is it, was the mid-morning bite? How, how was that mid-morning bite out there? We left closer to well, 10. It, it was 10, yeah, first of all. Uh, second of all, uh, Matt and I were bound and determined to prove that you don't have to get up early just to catch fish. And uh, it wasn't, you know, quite as many. But like you said, Tom, the first day, um, you know, when I was on the boat with Brock, I mean, we were catching fish like you couldn't keep the bait on. And, you know, we're reeling them in and letting them go, but they were still good-sized fish. And actually, the next day when I went out with Maddie, I was like, damn, I wish I would have kept some of those from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> because well, we didn't have, quite, have quite as much. Well, I did hear, stuff. though, that you, you had kind of a single-action reel experience, and the reels we use up there are Islander reels, and they're single-action. If you reel a handle forward, the line's going to come in. If you reel a handle backwards, the line's going to go out. But if you reel really hard as a fish wants to run after you've already had the bead to the rod tip, you you may experience uh, a line failure on a twenty five pounder. Was that is that is that a fair characterization of your experience with a larger chinook next to the boat? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and then I think one time I did 
uh, I just lost track of where the bead was. And I, <laughs> and I think that was with Brock and the line did snap. And then I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to hear the end of this. And <laughs> sure enough, I didn't. So, uh, but yeah, that well, was, uh, those are all the things that we will, we'll tune you up. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I imagine you'll spend no less than 14, 15 days with us in July. <laughs> uh, you yeah, know, now can. that you have the, the Chinook bug, um, we do meet at the boat at about four fifteen in the morning. Yeah. And, and um, Dave's, he's a morning person. Yeah, yeah. He'll, well, he'll, he'll become a morning person. <laughs> so do, did you actually, uh, we, we talked about cooking that wonderful Pacific cod that you caught, and we talked about, did you actually uh, get some get some salmon in the oven yesterday? Uh, I did it actually the day, not the day I got back the next day, though, sure. because, uh, yeah, I I got yelled at because I didn't get my fish in the freezer quick well, enough. He texted me the next day. I, I mean, I get home from the trip and Matthew had to go to had to go back to Seattle because he's working the next day. And I'm like running from my truck to get it from the fish box into the freezer, right? And Wyman texts me the next day, "Hey, Nelly, do you think that fish is okay on my garage floor still today this afternoon?" And I'm like, "No, no, what are you doing?" So uh, oh. it, it it probably was a little soft. But uh, but I but I it's probably not ruined. But so so perfectly fine. Okay. So so how did how did your salmon taste? It was fantastic, and I had I think I had the the chinook, and um, I, real simple. I just uh, spray the bottom of a of a pan, plop it on there, put lemon and uh, and like garlic salt on top. You can't go wrong. Bake it at a low temperature, and it was absolutely delicious. So good, and I don't know if it's just because, you know, I know that I caught it, and there you, you know, go. It, it all fresh. comes into there play. You go. That's, sure. that's, yeah. that's that's the first step right there. Is you caught it, and it's some of the healthiest food that that, that you can eat, and now you're enjoying it and enjoying the flavor. So yeah, we're we're well, we we are looking forward to getting you on the boat. I, I hope that you can you can find it in your schedule to come do it with us next year, Dave, because. That, those trips, you know, and this is the second time that, that you've been up to Haida Gwaii. We've been up to Haida Gwaii together. And uh, it, it's just a wonderful place that you can hearken back to and, and, and just kind of keep that in your mind. And, and you just find yourself driving down I-5 and all of a sudden your mind's back in Haida Gwaii. But what a magical place Peregrine Lodge is. And, and, and you and Brock and, and the interactions we had with each other and the folks up there make it a magical experience. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, the people at Peregrine Lodge were fantastic. And uh, it was just, everything was just beautiful. Like the way I'm a big, you know, do my own lawn guy. And the way there, you know, the front of that place was manicured was unbelievable. It's like a golf course. And then, you know, the, the, Chopper right in is so awesome, man. I love that part of it. He got to ride shotgun. Wyman was up front for the ride in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, that part, but you know, I'm like, we drove, and then we got on a plane, and then we got on a helicopter, and then we got on a boat. It was just cool. And, you know, now you're out there fishing and uh, bringing fish in, everybody telling stories, and you just have a great group of listeners, as I mentioned. And, yeah, the whole thing was just a – it's one of the better trips I've ever taken. So you sit down in the morning and grab a breakfast, unless you shut the bar down. But then the dinners, <laughs> the, the, the food – what I mean, I got a picture of you and Matt standing there looking at the dessert table, oh, and you're both gosh. you're both just lovingly frozen with indecision. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't I, I have not ha- I have not had the strength to step on the scale yet. But yeah. let, let's just say that you don't go up there and and go on a diet. That's that's not what this place is all about. 
Well, I'll tell you what, though, going out on the boat and when it's rocking and you're trying to keep your balance, and I, I was actually sore from that. Good. But, so you are getting something. I mean, at least, at least you're, you know, you're not just sitting around. Um, but, yeah, the food was unbelievable. I mean, and there were so many choices. And, you know, you uh, Matt and I were down there late, and uh, <laughs> they were they were making donuts, and they were <laughs> making them by hand. And it smelled so good, you know. And when you've been at the bar and you smell donuts, <laughs> it smells especially good, especially good. But, um, but yeah, I mean, even the donuts and, you know, you wake up the next day and there's like eight to ten different kinds of donuts. And, you know, everything was made like from scratch. Yeah, those the, the cooks, uh, the chefs, they're just geniuses up there. So, um, yeah, everything I ate was just delicious. So. Yeah, that part of it was really good too. And then you know you sit there and get to know people in the in the big lodge, and you know it's just a it's just a great experience. And I I love that we're talking about it right now because it's bringing it all back for me, and I'm starting <laughs> to get more excited. Like, when are we going? So are, go are, are you now going to get to the point where you're going to smoke your cocktail glasses and wipe them with what, what was that? What were those drinks he was making, oh Matt? What, what was that? I want to say he uh, called it the little, the little drummer boy because it was a rum drink. Um, and he said, yeah. rumpa pum pum. Like, <laughs> um, he would wipe the glass with a lemon wedge, um, burn that lemon wedge and sarsaparilla wood while he's mixing the rest of the drink. So it was just like coating the glass in this really amazing smoke. It's a great drink. Yeah, so he uh, he set things on fire in the bar. <laughs> and then, you know, he puts the glass over the top of it and lets the smoke get in. And, you know, and I'm like, at first you're going, oh, come on. That's not really going to do anything, is it? Whatever happened, it was delicious, man. I mean, I don't know how the smoke interacts with the the drink and all that, but um, it was incredible. So never, yeah, everything was just first class. Never underestimate. The, the the impact of a talented, passionate bartender at a Canadian yeah. Salmon Lodge yeah, that you fly right? in by a helicopter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's Peregrine Lodge, peregrinelodge.com. They still have some openings. It is one of the one of my career best Chinook bites. It couldn't get better. Every bait we put down for the two for the first two days got railed. Well, and and yeah. we've just heard about everything else: the food, the yeah. lodging, yeah. the bartender who makes all these crazy drinks. But the fishing, yeah, dude. I dude. mean, it, this year, and we'd said it before we, we, the trip. We knew we were going into it. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and it just and it's one of those rare things where you hear about it, but it's still happening when you get there. This was no, you should have been there yesterday deal. Oh, by the way, I got a forty pounder. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. and and so great trip, David. I can't thank you enough for your time. And 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 now I'm scared because now Matt's your board op in the afternoon. And you guys have kind of become a rotten combination. I, I you know, you're three nights in a row shutting down a bar. That's uh, well, I love hearing Dave's. Ex- you can tell he's excited about the the whole experience, the fishing experience. You know, um, so yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to get out and fish on the boat with you one of these days. Well, we'll we're going to figure out an afternoon, yeah. an afternoon bite, afternoon or evening yeah. bite, where you can you can bring your wonderful wife with you, and we'll pull some crab gear and send you home with some stuff. But Dave, thanks for coming again, and uh, hope you'll hope you come up and do the listener trip next year too, bud. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Tom. Um, and uh, to all your listeners, just uh, great people, and uh, and oh, you got to, you still got to incorporate that uh, segment we talked about. Oh, that Nils, Nils said uh, he said there were, he was at some experience where he said there was lots of 
hold my beer and watch this. <laughs> and so I was like that that's going to be uh so yeah, that here's, could be something. Here's the deal. This guy had the lodge special in 10 cases of bush light. What? Yeah. Yes, he's a very never, spe- he's a very passionate bush light drinker. Yes, never saw him without a bush light in his hand. On the seriously, on the flight in the parking lot, on the boat, never not had a bush light in his hand. And then and yeah. then he goes, "Yeah, man, you need to watch this." I go, "That's it." That's it. So we're gonna get yeah. we're gonna end up with a sponsored segment with Bush Light. Hold, watch this. Hold my beer. Sponsored yeah. by Bush Light. Yeah. Hold my beer and watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't you don't you and Bob steal that segment from me, dude? That's going to be one of our next uh, segments on the outdoor line. Dave Wyman, Wyman and Bob, Seahawk play by play, all around good guy, uh, number ninety two, and uh, don't hold it against him that he is from Stanford. So we'll, we're trying to work through that. You know, so. Thank- well, thanks for having me on, you guys. All right, thanks, David. Dave. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk right. to you soon. You take, take care. care buddy. All right. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RV is really where? And it's next here in the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station, 710 Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back from the island of Tinian Delady. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you, you got to tell me. I, I, I'm not going to tell anybody. Hey man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? Time to step up into the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest. The all new Roy Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup. A Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, Travel Trailers, Fifth Wheelers, Charlie's, Pop-Ups, Campers, and so much more. Uh, sell or consign your RV with Roy Robinson RV and check that out and more. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Well, John Kaiser checking in here with a beautiful Chinook from Milwaukee. I just asked him what he's getting them on. Raised bait anchovies. Anchovies is absolutely That's the kind program of the deal down 100%. there. 100%. Um, yeah, right now the coast is where it's at, you know, I mean, we got a lot of opportunity all up and down the entire coast, but it's 10 knots and the wind waves are one feet and the swell is two feet, dude. That is a flat ocean and there's a pile of Chinook on it. And I am very jealous of everybody that's on the coast right now. Holy Uh, smokes. We we had Kerry Hoffman on earlier in the show. He just sent me a picture of a beautiful summer run steelhead down on the Cowlitz. Uh, and there's the picture of... The hook almost all the way down its throat where it tried to swallow those eggs. That's a very motivated biter right yes. there. There's no question about it. Uh, we're standing on the cusp of a wonderful Puget Sound Chinook season, man. And and, and what we're seeing uh, at Nia Bay, what we saw last weekend with regard to the catch rates, um, you know, and, and what we're going to hear out of Westport, what we're hearing right now in Iwako, it's going to manifest itself a week from today. We have CQ and the East Straits opening up. That fishery is going to go off like a mushroom cloud uh, this time next Saturday. We have our Dungeness fishery going on. Please come join us. Harbor Marine this Tuesday, the 27th, 6 p.m. Um, and Joey and I are going to do our Dungeness crabbing seminar. I promise we're going to get your get your gear straightened up. And if you you know if you have your gear and you want us to take a look at it, throw it in the back of your rig, and, and, and we'll take a look at it. This is going to be a totally hands-on deal. We do have a PowerPoint we're going to go through. But we want you to set all your pots up in a organized way and, and make sure they're all kind of similarly rigged. And that way you don't have to guess how long the line is on this pot, you know, where the bait cage is, 
you know, it's it's it, it's just we're going to set you up, right? And yep. and talk about baits and talk about line and talk about line handling, talk about hauling pots, talk about where, talk about the tides, talk about the depths you need to fish, and just a lot of things because Joey and I pull a lot of crab gear. We pulled so much crab gear in the Sea Beast that when it went back for its winter, we we I, I actually we had we had we burned a hole. We worn we worn a hole in the gunnel. Yeah, of the boat. Which yeah. and they had to they had to they had to patch it. Now we that's re- a lot of gear. That's miles. I mean miles and miles and miles of of, of crab line go, went across and a few you know and and a few uh, a few uh, shrimp pots as well. Sure. But, uh, um, if, but if you're you know. We have all that opportunity on the coast. We have all these uh, opportunities coming up. But if you're looking for something to get out and do, remember, don't just let your boat sit there and wait for these Chinook openers to happen here in the Sound. Get out. Run your gear. The resident coho fishery down in Area 10 has been lights out. Carrie Hoffman was on that fishery yesterday. They had 10 of those things in the boat by about 745 in the morning. Uh, Nicky Kester, All-Star Charters, he's been out. He, I talked to him yesterday. He said, it's still just on fire. Um, you know, they're, 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 the water did color up a little bit off of Kingston. You move over to the other side. Even Shill Shoal Bay can be clean and, and find the clean water, find some bait, and you'll find those little resi cohos. Run your gear. Make sure you're ready for our Chinook season when it happens. You know, and that's it. And it is, oh, man, how do I put this? It's almost too late to get your boat in for service right now. Um Man, everybody's busy everybody is just absolutely slam hammered and uh you know we 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 tried to we we tried to talk you guys into it we tried to you know tell you that look it's uh it's time to get in now it's you know it's kind of too late to to get your boats because i mean now it's fourth of july weekend is the next weekend mm-hmm. you know so uh let's let's uh you know you may want to check it out but if your boat ain't running straight right now hmm you know, you're, you got a challenge ahead of you, but I, let's let's hope that you got out and experienced that uh, the area ten coho fishery because you know it's happening now. It's it's yeah, it's and, and on. if you if you are still looking for say a new kicker for your for your boat or or a new you know upgrade your motor, um, Three Rivers in Woodenville, they have still have their hundred motors in June they program do. going. Yep. They're motivated to move some motors. They'll they, take care of you. Go in there, talk to one of the sales guys. They'll hook you up. Yamaha Stomp. The stomp. That's the one. That is absolutely the one. So go check that out at Three Rivers Marine. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, again, I just really hope everybody shows up uh, Tuesday evening at uh, at Harbor Marine. That's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun. Meanwhile, um, we just can't wait to hear more reports and what's going on with uh, with the coastal fisheries. You know, I mean, a lot of guys, you know, have their just it's just a red letter day on the coast, man. And in these last few days of June. You know, we we need we need a June thirty first, man. We really do stretch it out yeah, a little bit. Yeah, thirty days, half September, April, June, and November, and uh, I kind of I kind of miss that extra you know, day. So. I'm excited to hear what happens at CQ when that opens oh, up. Oh, dude, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I talked to to Mikey Boo Lawrence out there, and uh, you know, those guys are slipping out and doing a little fishing right out in front. And no, he, he said it's just been there's a ton of Chinook out yeah, there right now. I believe it, and you still and don't forget. I mean, you got Puget Sound open every day for for halibut still, and there's just so much other stuff going on. I imagine there's some salty guys out there doing that deal oh, and doing yeah. quite well. Yeah, I, Uncle Ray was he's bummed because he you know he he's punched out. He no longer has an open uh, spot on his halibut card, but he was he mentioned that he's like, geez, I'd love to go out there and and go after him because he he knows they're still out there. Um, the halibut fishery was great this year and once other stuff started opening up we kind of 
just people kind of forgot about it. Oh, yeah, but, they did. But just, it's still, it's remember, it's open every day of the week, and you can get out there and, you know, chase those halibut, and, and I'll guarantee you there's not a lot of folks out there on the banks right now. Oh, that. yeah, no doubt about it. No. And, and this, this is the kind of situation where if you, you let your gear linger too much in the strike zone, you're going you're gonna, to... You're going to end up with a Chinook on the way down. Yeah, to you will. Catch, catching halibut. There's no question about it. So if you missed any of the show, jump on, uh, jump on MyNorthwest.com. Uh, Matt will have the podcast up on TheOutdoorLine.com here shortly or download that Apple podcast app. Give Joey a follow at Joe Pyburn at, on Instagram, at the Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks to Matt Nelson for keeping Dave Wyman company up in Haida Gwaii. <laughs> Hope you can join us on the listener trip, peregrinelodge.com. Hope to see you this Tuesday at Harbor Marine at uh, at 6 o'clock. And uh, for Joe Pyburn, for Matt Nelson, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.